0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. J-j-jumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: So today is February 27, 2018. Uh, since Libby's been with you longer as a seniority, let's go with her first. And then I'll call Pippian. in. So Libby, please. Um, She shows me herself very terrified, very um, on edge emotionally. So I have your people here. And, yeah, what is going on with you and Pippi? So I hear Libby saying she won't leave me alone. She thinks that the kitten actually looks for her, um, stalks her. Uh, Libby says she is. I would agree. Okay. Mom would agree. She sees this. Um, And she says that I try to stay out of her way. It's like Libby had been doing, before he separated them anyway, some hiding, like trying to protect her back by getting underneath objects that, you know, offered a little bit of protection, at least from above. And Libby just says, it just wasn't working. It wasn't any good. The kitten would come out of the blue when I was minding my own business. Libby looks at you and says to the two of you, that kitten's got to go. She says, I feel like I'm, um, I'm emotionally buttoned. Up like an ice cube. In other words, Libby is very contracted within herself emotionally. Um, this has been very taxing for her. She says, "I'm not doing anything to set her off, but she does feel that her own softness as a personality and the fact that she is Libby really um, is not a fighter." She says, "The kitten is the instigator, and she says in this case, Pippi feels my my unwillingness to fight." Um, now, Libby will fight to protect herself, but that doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it's Libby instigating. At least that's not what I'm feeling. It's not what she's saying. Um, she feels that Pippi is finding her own strength, her own strength of character. She's coming into her own as she's aging. Um, she doesn't, despite all of this, these attacks, Libby does not call Pippi bad, but she feels that Pippi is wound up. She's got a lot of um, tiger energy within her, and she feels that the kitten very much needs uh, an outlet. She needs toys to play with, things that move. Um, She's actually, Libby shows me an image of, okay, in in Libby's ideal world, she would like you to put the kitten in your hands and toss her butt outside. What is this about, Libby? It's about giving the kitten the freedom to run, to roam, to basically be the tiger out in nature where trees and bushes and bumblebees are not going to scream like Libby screams. And Libby says, I do scream, she says, when I get injured, when I get attacked. It's very hard for me. Okay. So that's one perspective. Um, I'll go ahead and call in Pippi, and we'll get the other side of the coin if you're okay with that. Yep. All right. So Pippi, please. Um, Pippi, can you help your people to understand what's going on between you and Libby? Pippi says, I'm looking for excitement in my life. Um, Pippi's very interested, yes, she agrees, with anything that moves at this time. She feels her brother, Mojo, can kind of um, keep out of her way, and as a result, Pippi looks for the one that she can stalk who lays down a lot. Okay, and that would be Libby. She finds Libby in lay-down position quite a bit, or at least had, prior again to you guys separating them. Um, How do you feel about Libby, Pippi? Pippi says, "I okay, this is not play aggression. This is outright um, I'm becoming a bit of a monster. Pippi says upon Libby when I ask, why are you doing that? We've talked in the past about being kind and courteous to Libby. Pippi just says, I feel my strength. She says, I feel very powerful in me. I'm also stretching my boundaries. I'm getting to know who I am by uh, she shows me an image of kind of um, taking her fist and, and, and bopping Libby repeatedly. What does this image mean? Pippi says, by repetitive gestures of attack, going after Libby, looking for her. She says, Libby's the scapegoat. She's the one that I can get a rile out of. Um, and, guys, just so you know, I know I can't bring you in and, and feel, have you feel the tone of voice. Pippi's tone of voice is very matter-of-fact. It, it, her intention is not to be mean uh, to Libby, it's more like she's discovering her own inner strength as a being, and then she's like, wow, what can I do with this strength, and how far can I push it? It's like Pippi's looking for her, well, as she used the word boundaries, um, she's discovering herself by doing the action she does upon Libby. Um, I'm not sure how else to describe it, other than if you've ever met a child who um, kind of doesn't know when to call it quits because they're mm-hmm. testing the envelope repeatedly this way and that way and this way and that way to just kind of explore the boundaries, explore their world, but all their testing is done um, forcefully. When I asked Pippi, are you ever kind and soft with Libby? She says not anymore. She's kind of outgrown that phase of curiosity towards Libby, and now the curiosity is very much uh, what can I do to Libby. Yep. Wow. Okay.
0: That's exactly what we see, and I agree totally with Libby, and I agree totally with Pippi. Sarah and I are sitting here shaking our heads up and down. You couldn't have told the story better if you were sitting in our living room watching it.
1: Wow. Okay. Ooh. Um, do you guys have a fenced-in backyard that's safe enough to let Pippi out to explore and get her energy out more appropriately?
0: Well, the thing is, where we live, there are a lot of coyotes. There are a lot of other outdoor cats and things like that. If we let her out, um, I I would fear for her. Okay. And I also don't know how it would be if she was outside engaging with these things and then bringing back inside, bringing back in fleas or, I don't know, other animal disease kind of stuff.
1: Okay. Okay, I hear you. So, um, what do you want to say or ask these guys? Because it feels like this energy—this um, th- is this energy—is very real for Pippi. It's very physical. It's very visceral. It's—it's—you um, know, coming of age, coming of age, uh, and it's not something that I feel. I mean, we can try that. We can necessarily talk Pippi out of. That's why I say giving her some sort of appropriate outlet. For If you want to definitely keep her in the family and and see if you guys can get through this, um, it would be nice to have a space where Pippi can go that's not indoors, that's outdoors, that lets her engage with nature. Nature is very balancing for many people and animals, and by giving her that, of course, in a way that's safe, you know, we don't want her eaten by a coyote, or engaging with feral cats or anything crazy like that. um, That's why I mentioned that. But what do you want to say or ask here to these guys?
0: I don't even know. If we let Pippi go outside, what's she going to communicate to Joe? Poor Joey's just just um, being a good old egg over here. I mean, I would like to be left alone.
1: <laughs> well, okay, as you mentioned Mojo's name, he says that he doesn't identify with his sister much anymore. It's like she's become very independent in who she yeah. is. She's discovering herself. She's doing her own thing. I mean, he says that if she, if she was a cat in a cat colony, you know, a bunch of cat- cats that live outdoors. He tells me she would be the queen ruling the roost with an iron fist. Um, he feels that he is um, very different in in nature. That he's he's more of a he's more of a softy. He says Libby and him don't always see the eye to eye, but he says he doesn't do upon Libby what Pippi does. He he doesn't. In other words, he's trying to get across but he doesn't quite. Um, understands not the right word. What's the better word, Mojo? He doesn't agree with what his sister does, but he doesn't have the strength nor the personality type to stop it. As far as if she went outside, though, Pippi, or if Pippi went outside, Mojo, how would you feel about that? Well, he says he would be curious. He'd that. He would want to follow her um, behind, see what's going on outdoors, too. Um, You know, what one kid does, the other one wants to do, too, that kind of uh, point of view. Um, he shows me an image of putting Pippi behind a closed door but leaving himself and Libby out. When I ask what's this image about, Mojo, he feels that he has more self-control when it comes to being with Libby, though Libby's very skeptical of me just the same. Um, he thinks that Libby kind of looks at the two kittens as um, a bit like adversaries, uh, even though Mojo's telling me he, he, doesn't, he doesn't bug her much anymore, like in the way that Pippi does. He doesn't quite identify Mm -hmm. with what Pippi's doing. Um, He looks at you and says, help. She sometimes picks on me, too, Pippi does.
0: Um, The image of the two of them, so the two kittens have always been together, and they used to, if you separated them, they would look for each other. But as they're growing, and especially this last, since I contacted you, we would put hippie in one of the bedrooms and close the door and we'd leave the other two out. And when the, you know, after a little bit, when Libby realized that it was okay, the two of them could be in the same room. They could, you know, he could go up and touch her nose. They could, they were just fine together. Um, But then Joe would get he'd go up and lay in front of the door and then you you got one cat on one side and one on the other and they're crying and they're banging on the door. Like, it's like they want to get out. So we can't, we can't live like that with the throwing their bodies against the door and crying, you know, let me out, let me out. (laughs) But as soon as you let them out in the house, bam, Pippi goes right for Libby every time.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so when you were telling me about this, as you were mentioning, uh, Mojo, Libby's looking at him. She's like, he can stay. She feels she can tolerate and accept him because he knows manners. Um, she looks at Pippi, and she says she is a queen. And, she again, she, um, she also heard what Pippi said. She puts uh, an iron fist on her. In other words, just kind of doing it with Pippi does things with strength. Libby, do you think that you two girls can work things out, Libby? And Pippi, is this just a growing phase that you're going through? Pippi very much wants to dominate. She admits this. She's discovered her strength. She's not trying to be mean. Her goal in her ideal world would be to lash out at Libby to the point where she could get Libby to leave. She shows me that you know going after Libby is partly about so the cat you know, isn't in hers Pippi's, vicinity anymore. So it's about territory for Pippi. It's about domination. Your people can't live this way, Pippi. This is not what they feel they signed up for. They signed up for uh, harmony, collaboration, kindness. Uh, Pippi, well, no, excuse me, Libby says, she's in the wrong household, Mom. If she wants to dominate, I can't live in an environment like that. She says, I, as Libby, have already been scratched up Libby is concerned about some scratch that she got over her eye. Now, I want to say it's on the skin of the eyelid, not on the eyeball itself. Um, but yeah. she has a scratch over the eye, and, and Libby says, that was too close for comfort. If she had gotten me an inch lower, she thinks that she could have lost her vision.
0: And um, she got her a good, good slice on her nose, too.
1: Oh. Libby asks you outright, do you want this being to stay or do you
0: need to rehome her? Well, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at Sarah, and sarahs you know, we're dismayed. We really, really thought we'd be able to work this out, but it doesn't sound it. Even if we let Pippi be an outdoor cat, and it is coming on summer here, so it would be easier, it still doesn't mean that she would come back in the house sometimes.
1: Okay. And,
0: and if it's always like that. If, she, if Pippi just needs to be the queen, we're not throwing Libby away. We've, we've gone through way too much. Libby's going to stay.
1: Okay. Let's pose that to Pippi. Um, some cats, the outdoors balance is enough where they can they can shift and change indoors. I don't know if Pippi's one of those, but she let's see what she thinks. Pippi, if your people were to choose to consider letting you be an indoor-outdoor cat, um, and you were to, of course, come back inside for food, shelter. You know, hopefully being in at night to avoid the coyotes, uh, things along those lines. Is this some, do you think you could have peace and ease with Pippi? What works with Libby? Pippi says she would stake out on her own. If you let her outside, she would explore. She would go far. She would wander. For what purpose? Because she says, I'm here to explore my world. She loves being who she is. She loves being a cat. And she wants to be up in trees and chasing chipmunks. She, she really wants to use a lot of the the cat-like qualities that she, you know, has a God-given right to. Um, that's part of her genetic makeup. Um, it's like she's, guys, I'm going to call her, there's a lot of feral cat energy within her, even though I know she was raised in a domestic cat setting. Um... Mojo is uh, closer to being a domestic house cat, and Libby has definitely uh, got the energy of domestic house cat uh, within her. Um, Pippi is just, is this who you are, Pippi, or is this a phase, a growing phase? She says it's who she is. Um, Pippi, if they decided to rehome you, because maybe they felt like you would get picked off by a coyote if you wandered, at it, what do you need to be an only cat if they were to find a appropriate placement? She wants to be an indoor-outdoor cat. This is very much, she says, what she would like. Um, you know, wherever she goes, given the choice, it feels like she's going to wander um, and not necessarily come in when people call her. Uh I'll send you guys, if you own your own home, I'll send you a link to the Perfect Cat Fence, which is a a containment system that you could set up in your backyard. It's very flexible. You can see-through fencing, so it looks nice in case you're in an HOA. But, um, I mean, I'll give you that for what it's worth if you want to try something like that. But she really wants to be an indoor-outdoor cat, the freedom to come to go. When I asked, what about your relationship with people? She still wants to be connected to people. She wants to be called somebody's cat, um, but she feels like she's got the next year or so to work through this intense desire to be out in nature, to attack what she can attack, whether it be leaves that move or bugs that fly. Um, basically, anything that moves is um, on her horizon line at this point.
0: So so is she saying that if we let her out the door, there's a chance she wouldn't come back at night? She would just go away? And maybe only come back when she wants to?
1: Yeah, Pippi, is that exactly what you're saying? If they let you out, only come back when you wanted to? Or would you adhere to their you know, rec- rules of coming back home at night, for example? Um, She says, I first have to know the rules, she says, and then I would probably end up, if it was nice outside, weather-wise, she shows me an interest to probably wanting to stay out overnight to explore the nighttime creatures, the nighttime critters. So it does feel like she would kind of go to the beat of her own drum. This is what she's presuming of herself based on the idea, okay, obviously the idea and the actual being outside are two different things, but based on the idea of going outside, she thinks she would spend quite a bit of time out there to get her needs satisfied. Um, and guys, she's not the, she's not trying to be a pill here or be difficult, because I can feel her, her tone of voice again is that of, I know what I need. I need an outlet. She needs to be wild. There's a part of this kitten that is going through this phase of, kind of like a, I guess a, a some human teenagers go through the phase of being independent and doing things their way for a time to kind of discover who they are. It feels like she's going through that.
0: Like it's in her genes because she has never even been outside. I mean, she was she's only been inside. She was born inside, so it's kind of funny how she feels like she wants to go out there. I'm just thinking about our neighborhood and the cars and the other animals and what goes on, and it just makes me that she won't come back because we've grown to really love her, but if she can't stay in that house with Libby, and Libby, libbys I don't know if you recall, but she was really awful when, or she was in a bad way when we first got her, and, we, and it took so long to bring her out, and I just see Libby retreating into herself again.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me see, Pippi, is there any way of helping you go through your, you know, um, growth that you're going through here while also keeping you indoors because the outside is a dangerous place and they don't want to lose you. They've grown to love you. She says, I don't know. She says, I feel like a wild thing a lot of my time. Uh, So a lot of her, every day, she feels very wild, wild like like she wants to pounce, she wants to jump, she wants to explore her strength. Um, It's not about... A
0: king King in the backyard who's going to cut it, isn't it?
1: Um, well, h- here's the thing. Outdoors for, I mean, of course you got to be in a safe environment. Outdoors for cats. I- I've seen situations like this before where the cat asks for the outdoors, the people give it, and, you know, every personality is different. You know, some stay out as long as they want, and others come in, you know, actually do come in at night. But it has changed the scenario around completely. With that said, you're right. She's young. She doesn't have experience outdoors so There are a lot of safeties and risk factors here, so I get where you're coming from as a person, as an owner. Um, You know what you guys could try if you really want to try to make this work. Uh, We could see how she would feel about being walked on a harness. Sometimes people will set up either a catio, an enclosure, attached to, you know, a window or a door of their house, Uh, and if it's a window, they open and close it or put a cat flap there for the cat to kind of go out and sit out on the patio. Um, That is different than what she's asking for because she wants to explore and interact and sink her her claws into tree bark and, you know, kind of explore. But I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if she could do that with a cat harness on if you guys were, you know, committed to getting her outside um, in a safe way. If you are, we can propose that to her. What do you think? (laughs) I know, it's
0: a lot to ask. I know. It's like, well, we could do it once or twice, but then what happens when Steve and I are both at work and Sarah's at school? Or what's going to happen when we want to go away this summer and we usually have a house sitter come over? It sounds like just letting her be free, I don't know. And then if she comes back, she does, and if she doesn't, we hope the best for her. I don't don't even know how to say that. (laughs) Mm. Um, all right, well, let's... Even if we re-host her, she, she wants to be an outdoor cat, right?
1: Yeah, So that, we,
0: that important? if somebody adopted her then they thought she'd be indoor, it isn't going to work.
1: Well, let me ask, if you were the only cat indoors um, and in that setting, I mean, is that a life that you would want or does it have to be indoor-outdoor? She says maybe indoors. She says if it was a big enough space, if she had lots of things to climb on, and where she could go up and down and race through the house and be crazy woman, uh, super cat, super woman, flying up high on things, jumping very quickly. Um, but she does show me being the only cat right now. Her her instincts are on such high alert, Terry, that they—it's like anything that's weak and moves, like Libby. Mm-hmm. Or, or a butterfly or a toy dangling in front of her is very much going to catch her eye. It's very, um, yeah. her instincts are on high. They're flying high <laughs> right now. Right. Um, right. Yeah. If she was the only cat and she couldn't go after anybody else because, well, there's no other options. If it was a big enough space environment inside, she's thinking that she could do that and not get in trouble. Um, I do see her going through a phase over the next few months where she's not really doing much interaction with people. She's just kind of exploring herself. Um. So somebody would have to, you know, know that she's not necessarily going to be the cuddly, sit-in-my-lap kind of girl because, you know, animals just like um, children and and people, we go through phases and sometimes we're like, you know, like the way we are as a child, you know, our entire life and other times we kind of outgrow the phase. With that said, what you're seeing from Pippi and Libby, Pippi does not have, um, she understands what she's doing. She understands she's hurting Libby. When I asked, do you feel bad about hurting Libby? Pippi says, just for a second, but then I don't really think about it. And it's not because I don't care. It's because I am so – she. it's like all-encompassing for Pippi to feel this urge and instinctual drive within her. It's um, I'll describe it like this. It's, she, it's like having um, testosterone within one's body, even though we're all female here, uh, that really has a big say in how the being acts except obviously she's female, so we're not dealing with testosterone. But it's like that, to give you an idea. Yeah. Big yeah. It's very difficult for her to control. I don't even see her trying to stop herself. It's kind of like, this is what I'm feeling running through my body, this energy coursing through, and I have to have an outlet.
0: Yep. Well, um, it's cold here. And, you know, we may have some nice afternoons, but then it can get below freezing. We have a lot of ice. We have a lot of snow. Is she, like, even willing to wait until the weather clears? I, I don't see her doing that. I think every day is just, like, such a struggle. If we were to just go let her outside right now, I'm, you know, would she come back tonight <laughs> when it gets cold? Uh,
1: if they let you outside in the cold weather, would she come back tonight? I see her being hesitant, like taking a few steps out and then being like, ooh, I don't know what to do with this. So I get she is putting more of an interest in warm weather where she can be outside with trees and bugs and green grass. Um, So can you wait? Because that's going to be a few months, my friend. She says, she shrugs, she says, I'll find something to do to busy myself with. So she'll find something to do to busy herself with indoors until that time and guys maybe she'll shift out of it i mean if this is something if you want to continue trying maybe it's something she'll shift out of in a couple months Seems like she's got at least three more months of this strong drive at least that's what she's aware of
0: yeah she's yeah she's born that way i mean we have a huge house uh, they, they race up and down and they have more toys than. Sarah ever had, and they have climbing things. We have seven scratching posts. We have all kinds of stuff. And um, I don't know. How about how about you go back and ask Libby if she'd be willing to live inside one room if we rearranged stuff around and gave her a litter box and a food bowl? Okay. Would she? willing to live in there until, you know, another month till the weather gets better or something like that.
1: Yeah, sure. She, so, she Libby, feels
0: safe when we go to work and, and stuff.
1: Yeah, Libby, um, so if they arranged until we could, yes, the weather was better and they could let, you know, do some trials and letting Pippi outside, what do you think about staying in one room that they could arrange for you? That way you would be always protected. She couldn't get you um Libby says this might be okay for a time but I'm social with you mom I love you she says to you especially Terry she loves you all but it's like she she doesn't want to be so separated that she doesn't see people when would I see you she asks
0: well we would put her in the room definitely when we all went to work in school okay and then maybe we could switch cats and put Pippi away and let Libby come out when we come home in the evening. I, I don't know. I was thinking off the top of my okay. head.
1: Yep, I know people that do that, okay, kind of like rotating the cat so that they never meet each other but they're still getting the of the house at separate times. Um, Libby, what do you think about that idea, being in a room sometimes, Pippi being out in the rest of the house, and then Mom switching you so that rotation, what do you think of that? Libby says she could do that. She could do that. She would want to be the cat that starts first in the separate room, though, because, honestly, Libby needs some downtime to kind of um, disperse the emotional energy charges that she's kind of built up. She's, she's on edge, basically. emotionally.
0: Yeah, she, she needs to heal and rest. I can see it in her face.
1: Yeah, exactly what she needs. Um, she says she can do that. She says she thinks she can wait till yes, early summer, She says, or she says, Mom, you can, again, she says to you, or you can rehome Pippi. Um, (laughs) How do you want to live? Now, she's not pushing you one way or the other. It's just kind of like she's doing the either or, like we could do that, or this is also something else you can consider. She says rehoming Pippi. She wonders if you, and she looks at you, Sarah, and she wonders if you have a friend who's looking for a single-only pet, a single-only cat to play with, to interact with. Uh, to keep indoors, even, but like they'll only ever have one cat.
0: Well, right at the moment, Sarah's shaking her head no. But
1: okay,
0: we could we could talk to some people. We could ask around, maybe.
1: Libby thinks that um, if you could find a placement that felt peaceful in your hearts regarding Pippi going to, Libby says I would breathe easier. I wouldn't have to worry about Pippi getting in through the closed door. Uh, so, Libby, Pippi's not going to get in through the closed door because they would be very mindful and careful in your you know, separation. Libby says it can happen. I know it could happen. She could sneak in. She's a sneaker. Um, okay. Libby just shows me hugging Mojo. She says if we've got to keep anybody, she says he's going to grow up to be a nice, laid-back, friendly cat. She actually thinks that Mojo is very sweet. Um, again, she, it doesn't feel like Libby really wants to get close to him, but she's um, accepting of him. And he's respectful, she says, of my body. And she appreciates that fact in him. Um, okay, so what else do you guys want to ask? That's Libby's response to that question. All right, so we have,
0: what do we have, just a few more minutes or no? We got two um, more. Yeah. The other thing is, Mojo is always under our feet, and we can hardly walk anywhere, and he's almost tripped us up, up and down the stairs. It doesn't matter where he is in the house. If we get up, if we get up to walk up and down, he's like there under our feet.
1: So he's trying to be affectionate. He's trying to stop you literally in your tracks so that you can reach down and pet him. It feels like yeah. this is all... attention and affection and him um (laughs) okay so let's explain mojo my friend um they love you they love you dearly he says i know and i love them too and i love having human hands on me i love touch okay and with that said, when you get under people's feet, whether they're walking in a straight line or they're about to go upstairs or are going downstairs, you could accidentally trip them up. And, you know, here's how humans, um, when we topple, we don't have four legs to catch us like you do. We're designed to teeter-totter at the top, and so we could fall forwards, backwards, or sideways, and we could that's a long fall for us, for our body, and we could get hurt. Your people are, are saying this is a bit of a frustration point for them, and they don't want to hurt you, step on you, and they don't want to get hurt themselves. Could you give them more space around their legs? He says, I'm trying to get them to stop where they are, to sit down and to let me on their lap. I want pets. <laughs> um, we does that make <laughs> He does it constantly? Yes.
0: Yeah. We okay. pet him, too. Every time we sit down, we're petting him. He gets on us. We're always petting him. Sometimes we just have to walk and carry the laundry or put groceries away. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. So, Maja, you people, um, you know, they love petting you and touching you. With that said, they have other things they have to do to keep themselves happy and balanced. And so um, if you, they're asking you, would you please allow them to? The Space to walk without you getting underfoot. That means maybe you could follow behind them. I know cats that he says, well I do that too, but I try to run and hurry and, and catch up, and then he admits he gets in your way. So instead of catching up, what if you run behind them, trail behind them, follow them? That way you can go wherever they're going, and you could still give them maybe two feet of space radius all the way around their feet. That way you can be with them, and you're not creating frustration. You're not creating a, a tripping hazard for them or you. And they'll pet you when they can. Next time they can sit down and and pet you. But they do have other things to do. They've got to live life, too, my friend. He says, I know, I know. He says, I just love, love. (laughs) Mm, How can we compromise? How can we compromise? You get what you want, and they get what they want. He says he wants to eat on the table with you.
0: Yeah, no, not going to happen. Okay,
1: that's not going to work for them. That's not going to work. They're a different compromise. He shows me an image of sleeping with somebody in bed. I get he's already he, doing this, though. So. He can sleep with Sarah. You can. Um, He says yes, but then he says he's up a lot at night because he's got a lot of energy and he's here and there, he's a busy bee in various locations. So you could start sleeping out with Sarah and then you could, you know, walk around the house if you've got to get your energy out and then come back to Sarah afterwards. She'd love to have you sleep with her. He says he'll consider. And if you sleep with a person at night, Mojo, I think you might get some of your desire to cuddle and be touched uh, and being close to human, kind of out of your system, so by the time daytime comes around, maybe it'll be easier for you to give them space to walk. He says maybe. He says he'll consider it. He very much wants to eat at the same... He brings up eating again. He wants to eat at the same time people eat. Um, So if you guys are going to have a meal, it's like he wants you to either give him a tidbit or ideally uh, set his own food dish bowl. If you're eating at the dining room table or kitchen table, it's like putting his food dish bowl on the floor near your chair so that he can kind of feel like he's a part of the dining gathering moment. Really? Mm -hmm. We could try that. (laughs) they could try that, Mojo. He thinks that would be great. It feels like you're going to have to remind him to stay down, though, when he's done eating. So, Mojo, if they let you eat with them, even though you're eating on the floor and they're eating up at the table, would you, again, be willing to compromise and give them space around their feet? He says he'll work on it. That's all he can promise.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Let's
0: kids' know love them, and we're going to I don't know what we're going to do about Pippi, but we've got a little time before spring. Maybe we'll let her try being outdoors, or maybe we'll look around and see if we can find someone. But let them know we're working on it.
1: All right. All right. Libby, Pippi, and Mojo, yeah, your people are working on what's for the greatest and highest good of all involved. They love you all. They want you all to be happy, but they also want harmonious life for everybody, too. Um, Pippi just says, fair enough, fair enough, that sounds fair. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, guys. All right. I'll get your recording out to you before the end of the day. And, yeah, I would definitely keep Pippi away from Libby at this point, keep doing that, because Pippi just can't help herself. Yep, we will do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. You guys take care, and if you need another check-in, you know, in a month or two, just reach out.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Danielle. Bye bye. Welcome. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office.